This is the I Know Podcast, where we're all about healthy debate, honest conversation, and talking beer junk. Information, knowledge, observation. Gospel rum comes in a range of fun and interesting spirits, ranging from the more traditional fine rum to the innovations of Splash in their fresh fruit flavors. Look out for our next innovation in the realm of age rums where we introduce Cotsper XO Masters Blend. There's Cotsper for every single occasion. Just add ice, your chaser of choice, and free up your spirit responsibly. Uh, are we ready? Well, I guess so. This is the I Know Podcast. I-N-O, information, knowledge, observation. Also, I know nothing. Make up a mile like coffee. Mm-hmm. We got Mosey. We got Shark Gabby. That may not be doing any work because she is not a very good intern. I'm just kidding. We love you, Shark Gabby. Yeah, every week. I think we got from all Shark Gabby from like intern to social media manager, but no, it's not the time. No, it's not the time. <laughs> um, Nasha's in the building. No, Big up, Nasha. Um, this, I think I would have said this already because we're gonna put it put it in. But this podcast is brought to you by Cotsboro Rum. Free up your spirit. Mm-hmm. And speaking of somebody with the Holy Spirit living in him right now, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. J. Cole Lawrence. Yes. First of all, I appreciate you calling my full name. Yeah. Because a lot of people still call me J. Cole. Which wait, wait, what did you say? But J. Cole. Lawrence. Oh. But, but J. Cole is your first is name. name. Yeah. Right. J. Cole is my first name. Right. And Lawrence is my last name. But my stage name was just J. Cole. Ah. But. Before. Like, like people, people call me Marcus. People call me Marcus. No, like people don't call me Marcus. Somebody just say Marcus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but people that call you Jacob like this, like they don't, they kind of disregard your last name. Yeah, and also too, it refers to an older version. Of you. Of, of, that people know already. But it's still you though. It's still yeah, Jacob. Of course. Right. But that was that was before you were baptizing. <laughs> you. Yeah, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Oh. Like it's like okay, like if you're introducing me to the world. Right. As that person, right? A lot of people say, "Oh, J. Cole." Right. Mm. Right. So I appreciate you. The J. Cole Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. Because a lot of people don't get that right. The reason why you're here, J. Cole, is because everybody in this room is remembers the time that you were the guy. It was Rihanna and you, right? I think that there was. That, I would be correct in saying that that they were like outside of Soka, they were the only ones that were really. Chantal was there. Chantal was there at the time. Everyone called people Livy Frank. How? I mean... Oh, God! There, there are other people, but I get it. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> right. To be completely honest, there were many others before me. Were there, though? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. From our generation? If we're being 100% correct within our time frame, I would say it would be, let's even go back to Rupee. Mm. All right, I don't know what Rupee really did. No, Rupee no, got a deal? To really make it... Or to really make a name, oh, but we got an international signing or something. Yeah. I would say it would be. International signing, but I was still in right. But, but Right, but I mean... But, mm. Rupi still did break waves with... Yeah, for sure, oh, for, for sure, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Nobody can't tell that. Right. But the point is, you had your moment. And I remember when it was just J. Cole. When I, right. And... But before we get into that, a lot of people that watch this podcast are unbelievably young. Right, so they may not be aware of you. Um, but somebody, I heard somebody say that watches the podcast that they don't know what keeping up with the Joneses is. That young, twenty eleven. Sorry, that young, that young. Right, that's not you're not sheltered. I even no no. But we, we, I, we are not that young. We are all that young. I think we are that the cusp of yeah old. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> but but you could just give a bit of your credentials and what and, and your history. Quickly. Well, um, I started music at a very young age. Um, I would say I started pursuing music, I guess, professionally 
maybe when I was around, I'd say maybe 11, between 11 and 13. And then throughout my years going to school, the good thing is that I always had my dad. To kind of, my dad was the person that really instrumented, that was instrumental in, I guess, birthing, you know, me becoming all that I could be at mm -hmm. that time as far as my, you know, musical ability. Um, so, yeah, from, let's say, from 13 to 16, I pursued music really heavy. I spent a lot of time after school going into the studio, recording demos, and I worked a lot with um, producers from Barbados, producers and writers from Barbados, like KB Sharp, mm -hmm. guys like Stevon Q, okay. guys like Rookie Blade. I know who's that. You don't know those names? <laughs> nah. Yeah, those are legendary names. Okay, say For real. Uh. Um, you, most of you may know all those yeah. names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I worked with all those guys. Anthony Lohar mm, was like yeah. the first person to ever record me. And I was like at nine years old. So really it started when I was nine. I'm a bad fellow to record you at nine. Yeah, no. But you had you had a you had a popular song, oh yeah. Right. So so fast fast forward now to sixteen, seventeen where it became like really real. I started to get a lot of uh, international attention and that led to me, you know, landing a major record deal. Then Oye oh, yeah, came out. When Oya oh yeah, came out, I toured all of US, um, you know, parts of Asia. Um, I didn't do a European tour, but I just remember traveling all of the US with that song, performing that song. And it actually really became a huge song here in Barbados. A lot of people knew me as Oh Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny enough. Oh yeah, oh, like yeah. Kool -Aid, oh, yeah. Kool -Aid, man. Which, which became a bit monotonous. Yeah, 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 and annoying. I can, I can see that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's a party song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Song, <laughs> I know it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That song, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, J. Cole, yeah, boy, after the third time I hear it, boy, that was one annoying yeah, song, my brother. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, I'll be on my on the way to school, like, when my mother, she'd be driving, I'd just be like, let me just drive me this car right now, because it's <laughs> every year, every year, this, every year, this first verse. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, but. But it was huge though. You, you jumped on the remix, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, so what had what had happened? What had honestly, happened what what had happened was, and I guess we could get more deep into it as we continue to talk. Well, be, as a matter of fact, before we get to the remix, how how far up the Billboard charts did Oya oh, yeah, get to? You remember? Um, it did not get on the Hot 100. Right. But mm. it was. I don't even want to say the wrong chart because I don't even remember. To be honest, I do not remember the chart position that it got mm -hmm. to on the rhythmic charts but it, mm -hmm. it never got to the hot 100 mm -hmm. but it did make it to a part of the billboard chart mm -hmm. which okay, is okay. A, a cumulative of many different charts okay 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 right. gotcha 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 right 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 so you're saying so you were saying about um snoop right so when snoop hopped on the remix actually i did i did two remixes i did one with snoop dogg and i also did one with vibes cartel what i'm black chiny what? Yeah. Serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can Google it. You can Google it. It's Jaco Lawrence featuring Vibes Cartel, produced by Black Chiny. Black Chiny. So back in those Sorry. days, to have a Black Chiny remix, like yeah, Sean yeah, T-shirt, yeah, 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 Chantel yeah. did yeah. a Black Chiny remix, and along with many other artists. Mm -hmm. So that one was featuring. Um, Sorry. That was serviced throughout the Caribbean, yeah, like Jamaica. Original, original penetration. Jeez, right. on. So when we did the remix with Snoop Dogg, what kind of wasn't cool? was that it came out after we shot the video. So I never had Snoop in the video right. with me and that that was a way of I guess gaining a, a new audience. But would he would he have been willing to like go and be in the video? Yeah well at that time we were actually on the same label. Mm. You were yeah. assigned to, to where? Capital. 
and he was also signed to Capital at that time. So did you actually meet Snoop Dogg or I was never met Snoop. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez, uh, you ever smoked with Snoop or nice? No, somebody probably sent him a. A really big bag. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. He probably he probably did it for a favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, I he probably went in. But, Yo, what I gotta do today? Oh, this kid Jayco, yeah, man, he needs a little sixteen, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know? that, but that's where most of these things start. Right. You know, and then as the song progresses, then it builds into a relationship. But a lot of songs we hear, the artists don't actually get into the studio and like make it from scratch. You could talk about what it was like, um, like. Like you were now touring now, and you had a you had a pretty big name in the I guess around the US and stuff. Like what was that like? I guess um, that was like rock star life, maybe. It was a bit. It was a bit of, of a culture shock for more than one reason. Um, I feel like that was on the the world was on the brink of the internet age. Mm. That that was like right when Soldier Boy was like killing oh, it yeah. with the internet. That was twenty two thousand seven. So I had not even though at that time I was still very young and into like what was popular culture. I had not been fully immersed into that. Hey, we can be on social media. But yeah, that, the internet wasn't really that yeah, way it was, back then. But yeah, you understand was, what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it you wasn't. Sure. But for people like Soldier Boy, mm -hmm. who made it completely popular to be like that. Right. That was like the model, yeah. especially for kids like me. Right. That was like the model. So that part of it, I was not. I wasn't comfortable because at that point, I was like a young kid from Barbados. Saying that I was about all these things, right. but still yet to experience them. So yeah. you were so you were advised to, to do what Soldier Boy was doing by your label. Yo, what I I would never forget. It's I went into the label one day, and you know they gave me a little camera. This was in LA. No, nah, this was in New York. Right. They gave me a flip camera. They said, "Look, take this." A flip camera. Yeah, you remember yeah. the flip camera? They said, "Take this." I was like, "What do I do with that?" Film yourself. Put it up. People want to see stuff. Just do it and upload it. People love it. And I was like... <laughs> I, I can't really I just see a white man in the business. And I couldn't that. relate, but look at how times are Exactly. Yeah. Yo, I they mean, saw it coming. Everybody's like this. Hey! But then, like, that's why I feel like that was on the cusp of the yeah. change. Right. Right? So that aspect, there were aspects to it like that that were very new for me. Right. And I was like jumping into cold water. But, you know, I guess as, the, as things started to develop, I got a little bit more used to what that life was really like. What What are other things that the that the label would um, would have like requested from you? Because I hear labels are quite quite demanding for what the artist should and shouldn't do. So right. did they ask you to do certain other things too? I mean, of course. At the end of the day, it's a business. Right. You know, they invest in a brand or they invest in a product, and at a certain point, that's that's what they see you as a brand or a product. So if they believe that the brand should be taken in whatever direction. I guess at some point they do have the right to suggest or in some cases demand where things should go, whether it be the way you dress, whether it be the way you carry yourself. You become subject to all those things. But even deeper, I, I hear that, like, for example, the labels will, like, ask you to fake certain things and, like, you know... Um, manufacture relationships. Yeah, manufacture relationships, too, and all that stuff. So, like, when I hear that, I, I guess I never really spoke to anybody that was part of a label. Yeah. Did they ask you to do that stuff, too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I thank God that I had my dad with me. Honestly, because my dad was always the person who like, no, no, no. No, 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 man. My, my son's not doing that. Right. No, 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 no. In fact, that sounds like Phil. <laughs> Absolute fact. I can't lie. I, I would... If I lie, I die. I remember when we were on the set of Oh Yeah, um, the guys wanted me to pull the young girl's dress. Wanted me to pull it. And my father was like, stop, stop, stop. Listen, my son is not even 18 yet, man. He can't be, can't be pulling, pulling, pulling pull your dress. That's mad. That's mad. All right, man. We, we gonna let it live. We gonna let it live. And then it, it never aired. I actually did do it. 
Okay. But they never they never put okay, it in okay. the video. That you said you weren't yeah. eighteen when that happened. How old were you when all this was going on? I was like I probably just turned seventeen. So you just left school? Just I, I didn't even finish school. I didn't finish school. Okay. Um like your dad was comfortable. Yeah, this seems like school. an area that's very like you're very interested in. <laughs> <laughs> your father was actually interested like putting all the school. He he knew he invested so much time, I guess he knew your talent was there and he just took you right out of school. Yeah, I mean at that point I knew it was something that I was, that I wanted to do. Um and both of my parents supported me. You know? I mean again if we fast forward now, mm. that doesn't seem as much of a crazy thing because there's so many different avenues that have developed over time yeah, 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 that sure. you know where like not that school is not an option not that school isn't important but essentially what school is is the place you develop who you are as a person and then you transition into mm. real life right. you know I had, I had i had had that opportunity presented to me where i said mm. okay this is what your real life would be like yeah. so i i guess it's okay exactly mm-hmm. we all say yeah let's let's, mm-hmm. let's do it and i guess yeah. that acted as manager yeah, my, my dad was more than just a manager. My dad was your dad. Road manager. <laughs> my dad was my dad. Yeah, and you know he was very instrumental in getting me there, and very instrumental in keeping me right. Keeping keep you, you. keep you grounded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but going back to you, but the, the manufacturer relationships, I remember you told me that there were relationships that they asked you to manufacture, and you just were like, "That's absolutely ridiculous." Yeah. Um, one one of them being that they asked you to to you want they wanted you to like say that you had a crush on Rihanna or something. Yeah. Yo. So, no like, um, and I guess this podcast is a place where you can say. Yeah, but you talk he things. Talk he things, They. I. I was asked at one point to. Um, I don't think I'll ever get in trouble for this because this is true. They had asked me to fake that I had this really huge crush, crush on Rihanna, and I was opposed to that because at that time me and her brother were really cool, and I felt like it would be wrong for me to is like. This Rory or yeah, Rory. Yeah, me and Rory were really cool at that time, and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna do that because that's my boy. Yeah. This is sister, and I like they wanted me to tweet something saying that." And I, because it caused it stirs attention. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I just wasn't, I just wasn't with that. So when you see these celebrities now, and you see all, but I don't know how much you look at celebrity like gossip and whatever. But when you see celebrities doing things, you can kind of like tell when they just sit doing things like for an album release or to get garner attention and stuff. No, you kind of see through the lights to some extent. Yeah, I mean for sure, hmm. definitely you can you can tell when things are manufactured, but at the same time. I think, to a certain extent, people believe it's also real. Yeah. They they themselves believe it's real life. Yeah. Like when um, Katy Perry and Rihanna are best friends, I thought that was like, like come on, that was, that was like, come on, <laughs> come on. But they were sitting next to each other. Come on. You see, you see that whole Drake and Rihanna thing. I question that every time I see it. Come on. Yeah, I question that too. I I just seeing Drake's persona. Drake is one of those guys. Wait, that Drake though. Huh? Wait, Drake. I even, I even like, question wait, Drake is a real Drake. Soft That's man or, or are these I think Drake is, Drake. I, I think Drake is soft, but he got the beard because he's soft. It's like that's a so? that's a branding thing. That's nah, the, you're laughing. I'm very I, honestly, yeah, I think I honestly Drake feel so. tremendously when he got a beard. Yeah. If you and I went to school together, mm. we would be really cool friends in school. But perhaps if we saw each other in the supermarket, it'd be like, oh hey, 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I feel like that's a part of human nature. You know, yeah. you're in the same circle, you're around yeah. the same people mm-hmm. all the time, you foster relationships. So I wouldn't really necessarily consider that to be fake mm. or, you know, I, I couldn't call it. But I mean, they were, in a, they were in a relationship. Uh, but the way the, when you see them, like even when you see them performing songs together, it's like the chemistry is that like chemistry in there. Yeah. But but to, to go to what you said though, coffee about the beard, that's like how you, when you got locks, your image mm. kind of changed. Mm. Exactly. I think he made a conscious decision. I am the soft man. This beard can make me look more rugged and Same. masculine and that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying it's because me. But isn't that? And that's a part of the uh, yeah, 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 I had to get, I had to get, yeah, I had to get a beard. That's what made me relax. Yeah, we had to, we had to get things to stop uh. looking like soft poppy men. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I, exactly. I agree. Yeah, I didn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we never soft poppy men. Okay, no, I agree that that's what happened. Beard yeah, gives, gives you a more if people take you more seriously. You know they use cut lumber. That's what I was just. <laughs> you know, you just cut lumber, I've heard that for a very long time. You know, you cut lumber. Yeah. Um, I want to get back. Like, you. So you just got Thank pulled out of school. <laughs> you, <laughs> I appreciate that. You get pulled out of school. All of a sudden, you're like touring the States or whatever. This is in 2007. You, yeah. The MSN is still a thing. Like, I'm wondering, yeah. how did you keep up with your... 2008, I think it was. But yeah. Go. Well, even BBM, then. Anyways, how did you keep up with your people back at home then? Like, how was your relationships maintained? MSN. But like you ever had Blackberry, like BBN? you ever had like the um, my literally just repeated everything going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you <laughs> had like sudden, 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 sudden um surges in friends in friendship. Like people all of a sudden want to be your friend called Jacob and next Rihanna. You know, it's funny. Funny, I I always had a, a core set of people around me that are still that I I'm still friends with today. Mm. Um, I think I, I I guess I don't know. That's 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 a tough question. I I never really thought about people that may have came into my circle of friendship because of that because I wouldn't say that really okay funny enough it it all stems from how I grew up Mm -hmm. right I grew up around my two older cousins and we're all three years apart Mm -hmm. so naturally all of my friends were their friends so in a way that that also protected me in a certain in Mm -hmm. a certain sense where all of my cousin's friends are still my friends yeah. to this day. And I never really ventured outside of that circle. So even when I would come back home, mm-hmm. it would be them. And we would just mm-hmm. be hanging, you know, I guess other people would come around. But as far as my core circle of friendship, I, I, can, I can't say it really changed for any other purpose of fame or perceived value or mm. anything like that. No really impatience, so that's shocking. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, but I guess that's my own doing. Mm. I, I never, like I said, I never really put myself out there. To I, be, I don't think you have to for somebody to try to get behind you. <laughs> he can say that using next. I never really thing. invited it in there. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Really, oh. Yeah. He had barriers there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I was never really there. When you were touring, one thing that I know about touring, dog, tour money is enough money. Right. Did, did, did you personally, although you were part of the label, did you make a lot of money um, touring the U.S. and Asia and stuff? So, the place I was in, I was doing a lot of promo shows. So, I made no money right. when I was touring. It was all for promo. It was all like, there's a radio Christmas event happening in Wisconsin. I'm a new artist. It would be great for me to go to Wisconsin and showcase myself to the people in Wisconsin and then also a lot of these shows are put on by the radio stations and there are certain stations in America that generally control the flow of music throughout the America so there are certain audiences just like 
it is with voting. You know, there's certain states that control the way the elections might go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, it's the same thing with radio, right. in a sense. So you, it's like a campaign. You're campaigning, you go and you speak. In my sense, I go and I perform. Right. I campaign around the city, you know, mix and mingle with the people. Then I build my core following, and then it turns into like, yeah, we like this kid's music. We bought it, now we want him to come back. But mm. that with, with Oh Yeah, honestly, I had never gone past that. That stage. So you didn't. So you you didn't make any money touring off of Oya. I mean, um, the substantial no, money. No, no, not that I never made any money. Mm. But the majority of my, me touring across the U.S. It was, it was a lot of make. promo tours. Mm. And any artist would tell you that that's really, that's what it is. But but I feel like but I feel like um, where where the song was that I think that's enough for you to make like a good set of cash like zeros, dog. Yeah. That that's what that you think that was you, that was what the case was. Um, so another thing too, I, d- I never really owned a lot of publishing on that song. That's what I'm thinking. So that mm-hmm. that's, that that song isn't mine, you know. So and so and I and I'm hoping for this conversation to now go into now because the, it's very important to see that as where it was to where right. it is now. Right. Because that's not really where it should stay. You know what I'm saying? Not the conversation. Right. But that's not where I live now because right. I understand that. Ownership is important. I understand that, you know, copyright is mm-hmm. extremely important. Having a piece of what you put out is very important. And with that song, I can't really say that I capitalized on that opportunity for the, based on the circumstance. Okay. You know? So, But you've done a lot of things since then, though. Absolutely. So, I mean, so I guess it was more lucrative then. I Listen, this is what you're trying to get to. Google said that you're worth $1 to $5 million. Is that true? Well, <laughs> to be honest... I don't even know. Oh, but that, oh, that, yeah, that, that's what I get, brother. Not my man. That's my That's my people, red, nigga. That's my man, that green, son. Save, dog. Save. If you don't know, then that's good, then. That's good. Listen. I can tell you for sure. I, I ain't got I, a million dollars. Say, I, I know for sure, brother. I know what I'm worth. And it's far more than that. I mean, what you were spiritually? Oh, God. Uh, bro, I don't know. Bro, 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 nigga, I'm getting that Lexus. I want to get into that, though. Darn, I should have put that as a question not to ask me. Okay, I want to get into that, though. But, okay, so between, between, oh, yeah, and no. I am guessing you reached some kind of... Let's fr- let, why did it, Why did you not reach where we thought you were going to reach? Because um, Barbados thought that you were going to go somewhere that you did not go. That's a good point. This episode is brought to you by Cotspur Rum. Cotspur Rum has a spirit for every occasion, from social events to formal ones, if you want to bring life to a party or if you want to bring life to a podcast. Some of our best podcast episodes have been including Cotspur Rum. Right, Kofi? Yeah, man. Like when we had Charlie Spice talking some ignorance, drinking rum punch for the first time in years. Right, rum right punch here. is doing it for you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from All Gold. Yeah, to the Cotspur Splash series, my favorite flavor person is pineapple coconut. And if you want a more refined taste, there's the Cotspur Exo Masters blend. Look for that coming soon. All you got to do is add ice, your chaser of choice, and free up your spirit responsibly. As you get, um... I guess a number of things, and not not to over-spiritualize it or anything, but I sincerely believe that that was not the course that God wanted me to travel on. And, you know, I could say so now confidently because I see where my life is now, as far as where things are now, and I think that I'm a lot more at peace. That's such a cliche thing to say. Yes. I'm at peace, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at peace with myself. <laughs> no, but the reality is, is that that's the truth. You know? But did you ever did you ever um, get 
some not not depressed, but were you ever disappointed because you let people down? Not because of where you are, but just because of what yeah, people thought. Absolutely, there was a time, and because at the end of the day, Barbados is still my home, and how I'm perceived as a Barbadian is very important to me, or or any other person that takes pride in, you know, the people that are rooting for them. So there was a point in time, yes, that I did battle with that sense of disappointment of of not reaching where people perceive right. me to be. Right. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, if, and I find that that's 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 normal. I like I would I would yeah. even though you even though you're comfortable by yourself, just knowing that people are walking about saying he wasn't he ain't he's J. Cole Lawrence no he ain't J. Cole. Right. You get but what I mean? But but that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That to me that's 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 awesome. You don't let it bother you. Yeah but but what happened though? <laughs> I like that what happened? <laughs> so no, um Honestly, I'll tell you what transpired, what really happened. When Oya didn't really take off the way I thought it would, um, during that time, I also really developed the... I always had within me the skill of songwriting and producing. And as I had mentioned, within that setting, I had never really had the chance to explore that or to embark on that journey. I actually started making beats you know that was a passion of mine that I'd never really had that opportunity to fulfill within that setting um, so there was a time where the label in itself started to um, reorganize its structure and a lot of people left the company right. so when that happened I said yo this would be a good time for me to you know figure out how to do things in a manner that is best suitable for me so Capital and I essentially we dissolved the relationship and I decided that I wanted to use that time to develop myself as not only just an, uh, the singer that people knew, but a producer and a songwriter. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of that time, that in between time, you know, continuing to make songs of my own. Okay. And, you know, I'd still released several music after and in between then. Mm -hmm. I know there, some of them. Yeah, there sure. were quite a few songs that came out in between then. Yeah. So I'd never really stopped pursuing the dream or I never really like stopped a lot of a lot of artists uh, not mean to cut you off or anything but a lot of artists um end up having to I mean the label recoups like fees like it's not right. really advance pay right. uh, and yeah. whatnot. Um <clears throat> so what was the commitment you had to um to do to after the relationship dissolved as you put it. Right. Uh, what was what was your commitment to to the to That's a good question. Well thank many fees. Yeah so thankfully um, Capital was graciously enough to just let me go. Okay. To be honest, there, there was no recoupment commitment. Mm -hmm. um, they had a song for me that would continue to, you know, generate. Right. And up until this day, it still spins and generate, and right. I still see a portion of royalties and stuff like that. Right. But again, they were gracious enough to say, "Hey, man, this is great." How do you away I go. How do you your royalties look for you, though? You sweet, bro. <laughs> You all right? <laughs> you listen up. You talk about this on camera. I want your royalties got you living royally, dog. Bro, listen. I, I think that there's more value in this conversation than money. I don't even I think don't that's true, that's man. Cool, like, right? that's I, I, cool, I can't. I can't. Like, are your Christmases good? <laughs> listen, Is your Christmas tree real or like? Fair Christmas tree. Why put that every? I have the same. Actually, do I have a Christmas tree this year? Funny enough, my mom is a Christmas fiend. So, she has the Christmas thing sorted out. I don't get involved. Yeah. So yeah, that's your question. Christmas tree is fake. It's real sometimes. Hey. We all we all do pockets, <laughs> man. We all do pockets, man. Yeah, we yeah. we get it. We, we, we involved, <laughs> okay. Um, 
a lot of the music industry, um, I'm talking as a person who's part of it, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it has to do with relationships. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Relationships, I mean, it's probably 90% of it, right? Wow, 95. Um, oh, yeah. Put a little extra 5% of it. Yeah, yeah, it really Interest. is. It really is that. Um, so if we could just go back a little bit, because yeah. I, I didn't get the opportunity to ask this magazine. Um, how did the relationship, how do you establish your relationship with Capital in the 81st? That's a good question. Um, as I mentioned before the deal, um, I had spent a lot of time traveling back and forth from Barbados to New York. Right. And there was a lady by the name of Nikki Lofton mm-hmm. that, you know, she, she was like, she was like an oracle. You know, she was the person, she was the first person to really endorse me right. in in the U.S. Right. And she was one that was, you know, well-connected in right. the music industry. And, you know, she got me in a lot of doors. And over time, the name J. Cole began to circulate throughout different buildings. Mm-hmm. So by the time I had gotten a record deal, people already started to know who I was. Again, right. me traveling back and forth. Right. You know, being in front of, I, I, at that point, I'd been in front of every label. Right. And Capital, honestly, was the last stop before I was like, yo, I'm just going back to school. Yeah. Really? You know, yeah, honestly, I was about to pack it up. And that was the last stop because I'd seen every label there was. Yeah, not how that feels like. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'd, I'd so been in all. I, uh, you, what were you, what were they doing that was running you then? Because you say you were, you were about to pack it up and go back. It's what was just, running you? It's just a part of the grind. It's just a part of it. You know, sometimes on the journey, people say no. Oh, you know, okay, for right. whatever reason, people say no. Mm. You know, so it was, it was kind of overwhelming, yes. kind of the, the amount of noise. And know. also, too, I was a kid, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So yeah. The, the constant back and forth started right. to be, I was like, yo, this is not even. I got you. Um, yeah, I, I could go back to school. But I could, then, yeah, yeah, especially I, for 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And then, yeah. I, got, and then I got a call from uh, uh, a good friend of mine then who had become my manager at the time, and she introduced me to guy by the name of Chris Anakute who was you know Chris. was in our capital Man, well at the time. <laughs> and I you know he believed in the project he was like yo I'm gonna take this to my boss and we're gonna do this and I was like yo cool Wait. and we got he was head of yeah yeah he was actually responsible well in part responsible for signing Katy Perry right that oh. was one of his and then and then he left capital and when a he, lot of people left a yeah. lot of people left yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, as you said yeah. I want to ask a question, right? But I'm not quite sure if it's out of place. Um, but I can start asking you. Sure. You're, <laughs> you ever felt that if your father wasn't there, that you would be a bigger star? Um, I think that's a bit of a personal question, mm-hmm. but I will answer it in in a way that I think is suiting. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter what would have happened if my father wasn't there, because I can tell you that if my father wasn't there. I may not be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so that that's the that's an honest. Yeah, answer. I I don't mean it to like chastise your dad or anything. Cause I think it's pretty dope that he was with you every step of the way. Right. But still, that Rihanna thing, like you have a crush on Rihanna, that would stir attention to your name. Yeah, which is, which is it's true. all great. <clears throat> I mean, it's awesome, and it again, you get those kind of results when you do those kind of things. Yeah. But again, in the bigger in the bigger picture. It was more important to me and again that had nothing to do with my dad mm-hmm. that was my decision because i had valued the relationship yeah, i had with her brother instance, yeah. mm-hmm. right, that right, right. Was particular instance other instances i could never fault my dad for being a father and simply just yeah for sure for, for sure for sure i'm not and saying for me, him. and for me 
I think that's the most important thing, mm -hmm. regardless of whatever the outcome. Because again, if anybody in the presence of, if I were that, and anybody's allowed to take advantage of my child in the presence of me, then I am doing a disservice to my child. Yeah. Because it means that somebody else could take more and more and more, and then yeah. what happens? So generally then, yeah. um, is there a place for parents in that kind of role? It's, sensitive, it's a sensitive role. Yeah. Is there a place for parents in that role then, in, um, your, in your opinion? I, th I think there is a place for parents. Um, and I think also too with, with parents, it is about striking the balance because again, it is still a business. Yeah. And that is, that, that's, that's the ultimate truth. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's all about establishing healthy, healthy boundaries, establishing roles. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I, do, I do see where in certain instances in business, mm -hmm. just as a business person, <coughs> daddy or mommy, the name daddy or mommy, Mm -hmm. is not welcome in every mm -hmm. in every setting mm -hmm. you know so i i do understand where it could be seen as and i understand where you're going with that question where it could be seen as a hindrance mm -hmm. in certain circumstances but as far as a father being a father a mother being a mother you those yeah. you can't take away that yeah. I, I i i i was just saying um to add to what you're saying i like i'm making jokes and things but the fact that your, between you and your father, the fact that y'all chose like integrity, morals, and Correct. values Correct. over the the darkness and the lies of the music yeah, industry. The dark because the, the th because the thing is right is that what was start off as you just pulling the dress a, a year later after them just asking you just keep doing this, keep doing that, keep doing this, and you pr and you train yourself to kind of do that to kind That's of just to like kind of undermine your own values. Yeah. Eventually, you you become a shell of yourself, and a lot of celebrities that start off early, they don't realize that till late that they wasted their youth by you know being yes people to people that were older than them that just trying to get money. That's you, so. And right, so the fact that you did that, I really commend you for yeah, that. And and also in credit <coughs> to my dad, also my dad wasn't just a dad. My dad was someone who also had tons of, a wealth of experience and knowledge mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and again, he was somebody that was seen as respected. Mm -hmm. you know, so he wasn't just a dad, he was there as a road manager also. Right, as you, you know, said. So again, there were, there were healthy boundaries that were established, yeah. you know, with our relationship. And I, don't, and I don't see that as being a hindrance as to why it did not become the International. Be before I, I before you before you before you go on, Kofi. You know what I'm saying? But, but I, even so, I still think about the fact like there are certain things that I I made the right decision that helps me sleep at night. But yet, I always think what in that if? choice. What if? Yeah. Where would I be if that happened? Just just to be curious, curious, and okay. you know, just you know, just from my imagination, where would I be if that happened? And I I feel that like for those kind of things that I would feel that same way. Just to add to. Yeah. What yeah, you saying? I, I wanted to say though, <coughs> I don't, I don't want you to discredit yourself because I finally this short conversation so far, it sounds like you had a, 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 a big sense of self worth at seventeen, which I think is ridiculous. I feel at seventeen, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Nah, for, for <laughs> a, that is ridiculous you're for a teenager. That's when you're saying. You don't know yourself. You don't know where you were. Right. You think age. you know what's going right. on, but you don't. Right. Right. It, it really does sound like um. Even though your dad was there to push you in in the direction, I guess your parents know each other. Your dad knew what you who, who you are and what you want. Right. It still sounds like you still knew what was going on though. Like you knew the Rihanna thing. I think you the fact that you could say I, I appreciate my relationship with um, Rory. 
Right. Cause you know yeah. a real man that would be like, yo, yeah, he's my boy, but yeah, I am going to tell people like this, you. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, this is probably the first time he'll ever hear this story. Mm-hmm. Probably ne- we never talked about that. <laughs> really? We never said that to him. <laughs> like, well, Mr. Rory, share the podcast. If he, ever watched, <laughs> <laughs> if he ever watches it the first time, he would see that. Oh, let's let's get into some of the things. People don't, uh, people don't know Jacob has done in, in, the, in the years um, gone by. So when you look at your Instagram page, I see in names that like you work with Jay Sean, with Benny Banassi, That's I right. see in and you I know you got to go plot with Akon. I would get what was it what was the first You're not gonna ask me about money again, right? No, no. Okay. No, promise, 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 promise. Promise. Um but I, I do wanna know, I wanna know what was the first big achievement you made in terms of your writing and producing for people and stuff. And then those big names. Oh man. My biggest achievement? Yeah. No, the first big one, because those are big names to work with those people. I would say that Akon was a pretty stellar one for me, honestly, because just how it all happened. Um, and again, I spoke a little bit about that time that I developed as a songwriter and producer and stuff like that. And all of what you saw was as a result of me sowing those seeds when I had left Capital. And when you left Capital, you left on good terms. Because you, you said oh, yeah, dissolve, yeah. dissolve is, is different from drop, is different from... When I when I get away, all that you you amicably said. Yeah, there was a, there was an amicable. Spirit. Yeah, yeah, which is the smartest thing to do for any artist. Absolutely, yeah. but, but there right, wasn't right. any animosity. As I mentioned, the company had switched up a bit. Right, and Chris Anakute had left, so therefore, he was the person that was really cheerleading cheerleading me right. at that time. And again, at that time, the Jayco project had not reached that place where mm. it was a major source of income for the company. Mm. So it was like, yo, we're not making you as much money neither are, neither are you making me as much money as mm-hmm. I could if we just say that this is what it was right. and let's, let's call it a, a deuce so, so, from, so from there I guess you use those relationships you could just get into how you connected with Akon right so again I developed as a singer songwriter producer um, and then I was introduced to uh, a, a manager who then put me with a, a singer songwriter by the name of August Rigo and we lived together for like maybe two, three years. And during that time, I was really able to sit under the wing of someone who was experienced in, you know, the industry. Um, and, you know, there's where I learned how to record my own vocals. You know, I learned how to really put a song together in a structure that was current. Because I had been doing that, but I'd never been around people in the environment say, yo, all right, look, this is how you do it. And me sitting under that kind of mentorship uh, birthed into you know me branching off and starting my own songwriting duo with my partner Dimitri James, James. who lives one. exactly who you know a lot man you should be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why am I here? Wow. Yeah. So we formed we formed a union and then you know for the, for a, a, quite a few years we developed that as a brand and he's again, a good guy too. Yeah, man. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. I met him down uh, and he got a bit of pitch marble. Yeah, me, me. Yeah, though. I'm happy all that. Coffee, soul, breeze. So, when we developed, when we established Formula 51, um, we, you know, we were able to solidify a pretty cool publishing deal at Ultra Music Publishing. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me into a different realm of music. Yeah. The EDM. You know the dance sector of music, which I thought was cool because it was a lot different than what I'd been doing before. Right. With you know the mainstream, you know urban, more pop. I was like, yo, this EDM dance music is cool, and plus the world is a lot broader in the sense where the subject matter is different. Mm-hmm. So it really gave me a place to develop on a broader scale. 
And then, you know, my friend DJ Antoine, who's a huge DJ in, in Switzerland, invited me to one of his writing camps in Greece. And, you know, I had the um, opportunity to write that song with him and, you know, a few other producers. You said and that song. I'm referring to Akon. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Get okay. into that, man. Let me talk. Nah, I, I, sorry, 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 <laughs> bro. I genuinely did not know what song you meant. So that song, meaning Akon, Holiday, which you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and when we wrote that song, it was just, it was just a song that was going to be on his album. Actually, we wrote it with Sean Paul in mind. And then when I came back home to Barbados, you know, then is when I found out that Akon actually cut the record and they sent me a demo and then shot the video and then uh, the song became... Uh, of all these things, you, you never really speak to these artists. So you, you never spoke to Akon? Yo, I never met Akon. That's crazy. The music industry is, 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 I guess it's strangest. I know it happens, but it's strangest hearing it. I sang my lyrics. You know? The guy sang your lyrics and, you know, that's, that's something else. Now, you, you could talk about the difference between um, writing for EDM and writing for like yeah. urban because I, I thought that urban, you said, you, you said that there's a wider range of topics with, with EDM, but it's less lyrics though because it's a lot of just fist bumping and yeah 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 when I say broader in terms of subject matter <laughs> right um, if you look at I guess the music that's what we would what we get the, the portion of music that we hear the Drakes the Rihannas the Chris Browns you know the Tory Lanes, you name them name mm-hmm. any any current artist right now there's a specific code you know there's a type of sound dude. you know there's a, there's a type of subject matter yeah. you know that is talked about and it's very small you know everybody looks for the edgy thing to say an edgy thing to do where I find where I found a place of you know being able to express a creative freedom mm-hmm. that was more relative to where I was at at the time in EDM music because like you said it's less lyrics so Chances are nobody cares about your lyrics as much. Yeah. So all they care about is good melody. But but, but, you know? but my question is: so how do you how do you know to write for EDM song? So basically, you, you emphasize more the melody than the words you're actually saying. Um, honestly, I think the beat is what drives all of that in terms of inspiration. Uh, when you listen to a song, when you listen to the intro of a song, you already kind of get the idea of where the song is going right. before you hear what's on it. Right. right? So. I guess the major difference between an EDM song is, you know, the I guess the frequencies in the music are kind of more open, so it kind of puts you in that place, you know, of oh, freedom. But, yeah, you know right, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puts you in that place. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So I guess to answer your question is, how do you know the how to approach a. a I guess the music is what really guides that. Okay, let me let me give you a bit more then, because like, when you listen to EDM and um, s- songs like those, like it'll be like one line repeated four times, and then the same line repeated four times, and then it'll be and then it'll be a, a That's chord. That's not all it is. Though. Nah, I wouldn't say that. That, well, that doesn't encompass it. But yes, you're right, and that is the case with many forms of music. So then, so my just qu- because right. people's attention spans are short. Right, right. So, so, so my question is hook people and right. keep them there. Right. You know? So my question that's, with that's that pretty general. So the beauty is kind of in the simplicity, right? And the simplicity of that one line that is going to make people free up. But that's just pop music, Marcus. I've studied it. I don't. Uh, pop music is more. It, it, let's say like pop music would be like eight bars. I can of course, my, my translator. You know the guy. You ever <laughs> say that? <laughs> <laughs> that's just pop music, Marcus. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Especially with urban, though. I find they have a, a heavy emphasis on like a lot of lyrics. Though you think, you're saying when you're thinking EDM, I think you're thinking about songs like um, 
won by satisfaction um, by won by who by uh, Space Space House Mafia. Mafia. Let me that's very, that, okay. That's, so I want to know your name. So yeah. let me say what I have a lot more lyrics. Music is vast, right? Whether it's EDM, whether it's pop, I don't even like to put genres on music mm. nowadays because the world of music is so vast. The whole point is that what music does, bleed too. music yeah, yeah, evokes emotion. Right. Right. That's music. It brings you to a place. To put into more simple words, the place that I was able to put people in with that Euro sound, I was more comfortable with doing mm -hmm. at the time than lending myself to the urban culture. So that is where I was able to build relationships and find success. Yeah. Okay. And I was cool with that. Yeah. Okay. That's. I. I just. I just find. I find it. I find it very interesting when songwriters happen to be very. Like the lyrics are simple but potent. Like right. say 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 it would be like a very good hook, which would be like say like four lines and then get repeated. But that four lines is what makes the entire song. Yeah. Right. So the ability to do that as opposed to doing, I think what used to do is kind of like a singing, rapping kind of thing at one point in time mm. and stuff. I find that to be very like you have this much bars, right. you gotta catch them at this much bars. Yeah. In a sixteen, you give in, right? Yeah. So and I find I think that interesting. Also to to add to your point, when you mean something, you can say less words. Or when you're really trying to say something, mm. there's less mm. words you have to say. Mm. Like I say, I love you, Marcus. Right. Well, Marcus, you know how much I love you because, I love you because, and the, but that's to right. emphasize my point. Mm. But if I say, I love you, Marcus, just that Oh, Jacob, that's gay. That's simply expresses what I want. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, question though, like um, you said, you wrote for some EDM songs or whatnot, but you ever lent your vocals? To yeah, some of songs? absolutely. So uh, they're actually, as I mentioned, DJ Antoine. Mm -hmm. um, I did quite a few songs on that album, the same album that the one with Akon was on, mm -hmm. and then there was another album that came out the following year, and I also was featured on a few songs. And he just released a, another album um, in March. And I was privileged enough to, you know, do four, maybe three, four songs. How do we never also. know these things? Because it's just like, a, like, like again, music is so vast, bro. I mean, the thing is, right? Like, have you ever heard of K-pop? Yes. You only now. No. No, he no. 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 So how long have you heard of K-pop? I've been listening. To, I've been listening to K-pop. No, he's a, like he's a DJ. Being, he's a DJ. He's a DJ. Being, being, right, I, but the whole point is I'm saying uh -huh. before you being it existed. Right. True. That's yeah. that's my point. Yeah. Right, before okay, you yeah. being before my, I my, didn't know about something, it already existed. My thing is though, you are next to me. You are literally next to me. Right. As a Bayesian man, I feel like I I don't understand the difficulty. Do you follow me on Instagram? No, not by not also <laughs> like but here, no hear me on a minute though. Because I do post a lot of these these things on my Instagram as but far as promoting whatever. I feel like Okay, um... This is Nation. Oh my gosh. Is, um, um, Denise, 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 French singer, can't catch it, Belfon? Mm -hmm. Right. She has a song called Masters at Work, of Work. I don't remember who the, the producers are. It's another EDM song. Mm -hmm. But I never had to look for that song. That song right. came to me. And it, right. it, I feel like there are... Whenever, um, like, Bungie and... It's Just No. I think it's Just No. There, there are EDM songs that I find Caribbean people on that I just, I just, it, it lights me up because I, I personally like to hear right. EDM. Yeah. So to have like 
to have you next to me working with people that I follow and I do not know that this is a J. Cole on the song. Like, yeah, this it probably is means that you need to broaden your listening. I don't think so. I don't think so. Wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Kofi. We get into something, right? You. I don't know. There are. This guy. This guy. If it could say something, but it is part of the process, though. I mean, the songwriters and the people who are on the other side of these the, the studio partition you, you don't really hear about this because it's the artist that really shine that's, 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 okay, that's but, part of it but, but yeah. still still though I, I there are certain artists that I hear about that get publicity but the thing is is you don't you understand me Marcus you don't get as much publicity <laughs> but the thing is you <laughs> you you know but the thing is it seems like you don't have an issue with it with Bajans mm-hmm. my question to you is this mm-hmm. and this is going to be very broad mm-hmm. as an artist how do you view Bajans? So, all right, you, your question was kind of like a statement, and I kind of want to respond to your statement also. Too. Okay. Um, you said that I don't really care, or, or that I don't... It seems like I don't you don't really care about the publicity, right? Um, there was a time, right, in my journey where I'd, where I'd stopped promoting myself as an artist, and this was also around the same time that I had just developed as a songwriter and producer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of songs that I did, I also did under an alias. Formula 51 was an alias. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to have a bunch of songs out there, Jayco doing EDM, Jayco doing uh, who is Jayco? So I said, yeah, oh, let me create the marketing as well. Absolutely. So I said, let me create an alias, which Formula Fifty One. I had done plenty songs on the Formula Fifty One, and I could guarantee that millions of people have heard these songs. So um, I don't really think that it's a matter of why didn't I hear them. The reality is that we still live in a different part of the world. You are not. Although, yes, you are interested in many types of music, mm-hmm. and so am I, there was a place that I had to go to discover that. You know, so there is still a world of music that is yet to be dis- discovered. I just happened to find an interest in tapping into those places, not only for the idea of being able to express myself, but also from a business perspective. To me, it's great to broaden your thing. You know what I mean? I'm not just about caring as whether or not people hear my voice or not at a certain point it's like yo i care about if i can eat off of this you know so because of that i've been able to put myself in different parts of music that aren't necessarily always popular you know what i mean so i guess that answers the question why i didn't really care but but but, but what is your view on on Bajans, because it doesn't seem like you that you really care about how they view you. Because you could easily say one sentence from what you just said, all of your accolades, and that is that would be in the nation newspaper tomorrow. Right. But you but you don't do it. So how do you view I our have, culture? I, in a way? So I've definitely celebrated all of my milestones where I have the platform to do so, whether it be social media. Social media is a big part of how we communicate. If you go on my social media, you'll see that I've promoted all of these songs. You'll see that I have celebrated the fact that I, you know, had the plaque and stuff like that. I guess maybe how you perceive me is the way you perceive me. But you're right, to a certain extent, I don't um, <coughs> put my accolades before. But why? But why? Why? I mean, no, I mean, why do it? Why do it? Why do it? Like, why do it? Yes, why do it? Right, I he is tapped into a, a a a subset of music, in which he is eating, right, right? Mm-hmm. and making personal wins, right, and so on. Why broadcast that? 
Right. Why, why is the onus on him to broadcast that? Well, I think from a social perspective, you understand what I'm saying? it is good to share. So it's not a matter of whether I do broadcast that, but I guess it's a matter of to what extent or, to, or the, the motive behind it. You know, I guess we live in a world where people, oh, look at me, look at what I've done. You know, which is great to, yeah. to a certain Quiet places. moves, though. Quiet moves. Right. On, on, the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, though, I think... I think you're. I think, I think, I think you're starving a bitch in public. That is one. That is one trying to get <laughs> I don't think. I should. Don't think. I should be begging to find new avenues and new. Mu- I should not beg to broaden my horizon. I don't. I'm not saying. Oh my girls, look at me. I, but like, <laughs> the fact that I have no idea that you have songs with Benny Benassi is strange to me because Benny Benassi has several of my. Literal favorite songs, not right. just right. favorite songs from whole genre. Make yeah. some of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So like that connection, like you, I am currently one degree away from Benny Manassi. That is insane to me. So so he should say, "Hey guys, I wrote a Benny Manassi." I have no problem with. But go ahead, Kofi. Go ahead. The very last mix I put out for the public was Future Bass and Chill Music. I have never played either of those genres in any fact out loud ever but I still put it out and I'm like hi guys this is something I created let me know if y'all bought it mm-hmm. I asked like 10 of my friends retweet this repost this and I'm getting messages from them saying I did not even know I like this sort of thing what is this ask this DJ what this is and then no I could no there is a no there is a, a but, but Kofi that is your responsibility that's not his responsibility you're a DJ as a, the, you're, you're but you're as an artist I feel saying. as an artist as a creative it is your responsibility to 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 when I I, I no. alright I glad Nasha here called Nasha is started girl Nasha is a, a Nasha will find a song right. and that's Nasha's song yeah. Nasha don't like anybody else to like that song Right. But I think as a creative, no, I'm not saying or not, by the way. But as a creative, <laughs> when I stumble on something great, mm-hmm. I just want I just want everybody to experience this great thing. You, it didn't go before you, you know. Right, right. It don't be for you, but for somebody you know to like, yo, look at this song, Marcus. You might be ultra frame. What? For somebody you know to like. To have this thing and like try to be selfish with it, like guard it, or it feels like that's what it, that's what it feels right, like to right, me now. Right, to right. hear this, like it feels like you guarding it for yourself. The, let me add, let me add to what you're uh, saying. Let I me, add, let I, me, can I add, can I add to what Kofi's sure. saying? Right. It's it's selfish because I know many Beijing artists that would be super inspired to hear that somebody from here did it. That right. somebody yeah. from here did this <laughs> this uh, this unconventional. Um, this unconventional uh, music genres that you, we didn't, we don't even think about, right? Right. That and you and you did it successfully, and you happen to um make make music with people like Akon and Benny Benassi right. and Jay Sean. The fact that the that the public doesn't know that, right. and I ain't saying everybody. I'm saying there's a community of beaters yeah, right. that would that would be inspired and motivated well, by here's what you say. Here. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Like also, also to <laughs> also to I will say that there are also people that know these things. So I mean, again, I have not withheld any of this information. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I, I really haven't. But at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. There are two different. There are many hats that I wear, right? You are looking at it from the perspective of where where I came from. Mm-hmm. Also, to you're looking at it from the perspective. So that's why when when we did the first, you said, "Am I Jaco?" I was very happy to say to hear you say Jaco Lawrence because that it means something to me. That there is somebody that sees <coughs> me, that that sees me from a perspective 
that isn't that's broader than what that mm. is broader than just that one thing my passion for music it goes beyond what people can see it goes beyond what people will ever see so at a certain point my duty is not to showcase my accolades because every day I wake up that's my greatest accolade today you know what I mean you know I'm here because I woke up right so like hey, not not everything you you see not everything you see is important either I, I alright you know what I mean do it, do it, can you explain that pardon can you explain that not everything you see is important because I believe that also we live in a world that is charged mm-hmm. by what we do our, our performance mm-hmm. we lived on a we live in a world and a society also in Barbados very charged on what we do I put myself in a place where I did not allow that to affect my development nice. as a person mm-hmm. right and that's the place where I found my freedom simple also <laughs> I never <clears throat> in any in any form or fashion if you go on my Instagram bro yeah. if you follow me right now you might just be a little bit more in tune as to what I was doing. I I, I want him to touch as simple as that. Follow me. Right, I want to touch him. Most of you, he knows. Because it's not like it's just that you didn't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> my thing is right. It's, I'm not like getting at you per se. No, 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 bro. I, but no, I appreciate everything you're saying. What I'm getting at is a lot of Bayesian artists. And I, I can't even group you with them because it's a completely different vibe, right? Right. But at the end of the day, a lot of Bayesian artists seem to think that when they post something on social media, mm-hmm. the world... Know- you ever, you ever spoke to a promoter of anything, like anybody with a brand, that mm-hmm. seems to think that word of mouth is all they need to do? Right. They, they, they do this one, this one set of advertising, right. and they think that that's it. That's so it. I have a problem with a lot of Asian artists like that. Mm-hmm. So then to hear now that you are doing all these, all these dope things that I personally know I would enjoy, like I can, I can follow you before we leave her probably, because I want to see what else you attach to. Right. But like... Great. If you, if you weren't here Respect, though, bro. if you were all next to me, Again, that, ain't gonna, like, that ain't happening. Right. Right. If you were not here. So it, that's it, it the is, beauty of why we're here, bro. That's the beauty of why you have the opportunity. So like you are saying, you are com- not complaining, but you're saying, I never get a chance to see what it's for. What can you But here you are now. Yeah. There's, be- there's beauty in the moment right now. But so how much how much of these things do you do though, Jacob? You what don't do, you do you, I mean, you, you don't you don't you don't do many speaking engagements you know and, and, and but stuff. But you know the truth is is that we've only now really developed. You you've only just started this thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There there hasn't been. We've only now kind of woken up to what the real world is like. You know what I mean? In a sense, because this is the first time you're doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. So. In a certain aspect, this is my forum. Okay. So I do embrace this because right. this is mm-hmm. the place I where I share with people. Like before we turn the camera, he's like, man, I'm really excited about this interview because we can really get a chance to get people to see what you really are. I didn't appreciate that. That's yeah. why you're here. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you- I stoops because <laughs> my, my, mind, my mind was not far removed. Sorry about that. That stoops was involuntary. I apologize. That's something that happens all the time, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I just. Squirrels in his Nah, you think about tomorrow. No, no, no. Tomorrow's nah. Thursday. <laughs> Darn it. Um, so you, you, um, you have basically had. I wouldn't say a spiritual epiphany, but you 
spiritually gave gave over your your life um, to God. Yeah. So, tell us about the Christian faith. Yes. Amen. Christian. Well, um, a lot of a, a lot of what I just explained um, comes from that place of spiritual seeking. You're baptized. Yeah. Um, you got baptized. After Jacob, or you be after after you were Jacob, you got baptized. What do you mean? I mean after like two thousand eight or so. I I gave my life to Christ in two thousand fourteen. Oh, that's wow. when I that's when I became a. Two thousand thirteen must have been lit, boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, again, yeah. About my spiritual journey, when I gave my life to Christ, is when a lot of these things started happening. Right. Right. It's funny enough a lot of these transpirings a lot of these you know I kind of had a place where I was able to go into myself a little bit more mm -hmm. right which I felt was important for me first you know and there's, there's a place in the Bible you read Jesus had to go away and like you know he had to you know, that's such a weird way to word, word it but yeah no but no it yeah. is it's, that, it's exactly what happened it's, yeah. it's exactly what happened and he needed to be fed yeah you know, he, he, he had reason received. so <laughs> That is what that that's what the last few years of my life has been on my spiritual journey. What what made what made you what pushed you over the edge to say I'm going to go um, fully ba be baptized? Um, I I could say I had a personal experience with the Lord, oh, and man. and this was before Kanye West made it popular. Make sure we get into it in a minute, but, yeah. <laughs> but um, I I like you said, I guess I had a spiritual epiphany where the Lord met me where I was at and I was in a place where I was subjected to the opinions of many people and I was in a place where I suffered a great sense of rejection because of all the things we just spoke about mm. because of not reaching the place of success where Barbadians had seen me mm -hmm. you know so like it's like the distance between point A and point B in the shortest form is a straight line right and that's how everybody kind of saw it. <laughs> so me actually living that, that actually did take a toll on my life, wow. right? So, and actually also to being so young. Yeah. And I lost sense of who I was. Actually, I didn't even actually have a chance to see who I was. Mm -hmm. And I could say that the, you know, the Lord really began to reveal to me who I was in Him. And I was sold because I was able to see myself now in, through his lens, right. you know, and, and to see that it wasn't just about what I did, you know, that there was more to me than just what I did. It was about, that, then my life became about who I was to mm -hmm. him. So how, how, has, how, has your, how has your lifestyle changed now? Like, a bit, a, I know Christians don't believe in a lot of things. Right. Right? So, this I mean... <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no, it is really Sprite. <laughs> so you, oh, you don't, so you don't drink. That is that a Christian thing? Um, actually, I I also believe that, you know, as you go through your journey, things become not so appealing anymore. Okay. You know, so it's not a religious thing. Whereas, like, I don't drink it because I I sincerely don't like it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and we didn't talk about this. And I'm sure that this will lead to a conversation. I was in a place also too where I was heavily addicted to marijuana. You know, I did find my identity in marijuana. Oh. And in 2014, I that addiction literally just dropped off. 
Mm. You know, I lost it. So I mean, it, it, that was that was all it took. It just took you, I guess, converting to yeah, full no, Christianity. No rehab. Right no, no, today I'm not gonna smoke. Today I'm not gonna smoke. Write it a hundred times on paper until it becomes reality. None of that. I just it literally just stopped after after proclaiming myself mm-hmm. as the person that would smoke the most weed. Um, bigger yourself for admitting that though. Yeah, yeah, for real. Cause a lot of people seem to think that weed addiction is a fake thing. No, no, it's a real. I think substance addiction. I think anything, anything, anything addiction anything is, is a addiction. real thing. Anything that you could, anything that you use to, kind of form your identity, outside of what your identity really should be, mm. can become addicting. Mm. So that was where I found my identity. That's where I found my creativity. That's where mm-hmm. I found my sense of value. That's where I found my spiritualism. That's where I found my consciousness. Mm. That's where I found everything. So it became my God, you know. And wow, I that is so phrase. <laughs> no, but I, I did come to a place Jeez. where, you know, God visited me. And um, said that I am your God, not this thing. Are you, are you one? Are you one of the Christians that um, that is against premarital sex or? Absolutely. Are you? So so you're. <laughs> where did you laugh? No, <laughs> no. It, it's just the the. Um, Candor. Oh, okay. So you, so you, so you. He was one of them men that's be dealing with this premarital sex against thing. He's married. I am married. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm working with him. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. He's one. That's our man, B. Nah, Marcus, come on. Um, not cool, man. Um, so do you, do you, so you, you have had sex in a long time since 2014. Long time. Okay. You want to ask me why? I, I think yeah. you're just going to leave. Oh, yeah, no, no I'm going to ask you why. Right, okay. Why? What, you Yeah, but you said you were going to ask me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask you why. So, why? Um, so, all right, cool. I think, right, people's biggest challenge, and this is what I found with me also, mm-hmm. I think people's biggest challenge is understanding that the Bible was not really written to just give you a bunch of rules. Because I, the Bible, or some people may say, well, the Bible is not even really the word of God. It was written by men, and men are just men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reality is, is that I believe that the Bible is filled with wisdom from front to back. I believe that the Bible does illustrate the most beneficial way of life and I understand that that's completely offensive in today's society where there are so like she's <laughs> I look at her she's like over there <laughs> she's catching the Holy Ghost <laughs> she has truly Christian yeah she's Pentecostal yeah but in any case I, I think that <laughs> as I was saying that is a very offensive thing to say what? in today's society where people have kind of found their own you know ways and we've discovered many ways to finding what I guess we perceive as the way. Yeah. But I say that to answer your question about premarital sex, right? Right. So it's kind of hard to dissect it through that lens. Right, right, right. But when I look at it from the aspect of my experiences or your experiences, Mm -hmm. when you tend to give yourself, right? And again, it all comes from being that place where you are valued beyond what the world perceives you as or what you are trained to think Mm -hmm. when you begin to see yourself through the lens of Christ the way you value yourself changes so I know that I am really only special to that person in this way because it was designed to be this way to 
bring forth beautiful children to be something that's desired between me and this other person i began to look wow how does god see this other person mm -hmm. whoa so you mean that this other person is just as special as me in god's eyes so wait a minute I've been doing this with a million other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then yeah, when yeah, you put yeah. so when you look at it as practical as that, it takes away the like the like don't have sex before marriage because it is bad and I say so. Right. It actually gives you an uh, opportunity to look at your experiences. What have your experiences been when you've gone about life in that way? Amazing. <laughs> 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 okay, 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 go ahead. I get what you're, I get what you're saying though. Your experiences have been amazing in one part, yeah. but in another part, they've also cost you something. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And I also believe that when you exchange that part of you with someone, I don't think God is looking at it as like, I don't think God is into the dating game. Mm -hmm. You know, we look at dating, you know, like it, it's a means to an end. So how, do, how, do you, how, do you, how do you resist the, the urges though? And then on top of that, I know you personally. Uh, 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 on top of that, I know you personally. I get some tissue there for my gum, please. You use chewing gum this whole thing? Yeah. You use chew gum effectively. <laughs> I would have never known. You didn't know? I didn't I did not know that. I actually was running away with reading the uni tissue. Alright, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, tissue, <laughs> tissue for what? He was all, <laughs> <laughs> not good. What is all good? What are you talking about? Was this? Crying. Yeah, I was crying. <laughs> That's why I was getting at me. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I almost lost my train of thought. I know. I kind of know you personally. Right. I know. I know the girl that I don't know if you still have the girl that I thinking about that you had last year or the right. year before. But she's a bag of sugar, dog. She looked good. Right. How you? How do you resist those urges, dog? Man, I. Because honestly, like with girls that I have dealt with, right. it's difficult for me to say, well, you know, let me hold off until they do the ninety day rule and thing when. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's difficult. The devil is tempting me. Yeah. And so, I give in. But you see now, uh, I guess that's that's the difference. The devil tempts me also, bro. I mean, there's, there's no between you and I, there's no different. It's not that I'm saying to you that I've got it down pat or that I am perfect, like 100%, you know, got it down to a science. I really don't. But I think that's the beauty in it is that I realize that I really need God. So then what you do? What do you mean, what do I do, bro? Well, you know what I mean, what you do? Don't ask that you know what I do, uh, you You premarital sex, bro. You premarital, you know? Man, come on, man. You're crazy. You're crazy. What the hell? Yo! But I want to know, like, you got, I mean, like, no. you got, got some, you have to have one, some kind of release, though. And what what is the release that is that is pro Christian? Because I hear masturbation is wrong. Right. I hear premarital sex is wrong. Yeah. I hear you know anything that has to do with lusting after somebody is wrong. So like, how do you? And I and I do. And you are human, I, so I, I mean, like, yeah. That, I believe that to a science, but I also believe that I also believe God's grace is greater than all of that, greater than all of my urges. And also, if you would read, if you, I wouldn't say that you would read like you don't read, because I can't assume that you don't or that you didn't, but. What? Actually, there's a part. There's a part in the Bible. There's a part in the Scripture where Jesus actually goes through all of the conceivable temptations that man faced mm -hmm. to say that look, we don't really have any excuse because I did it. So I understand what you went through. So therefore, I can give you the grace that's far more abundant. Then BC girls in the lane, no 
For me, I it sounds like I hold myself to a really high standard, but I I do believe with all my heart that whatever it says the code is, I do believe that God provides me with the grace. So like I do struggle with things as a man looking at women. I do struggle with you know th- women looking at me in a in a certain manner and you know going after women. Th- there are things that I that I do ha- constantly have to bring before God in an honest manner. I say, look, yo, God, you gotta help me here because it's gonna look real good. And you know what I mean? And I put myself in that honest place. I don't think God is a, he really he understands, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I, again, it's no excuse though for me to just live the way I want to. Right. You know what I mean? I, um, um, go ahead, Kofi. I get religious in that, uh, religious practice and that stand is important. But where do you draw the lane in your practices? Because yeah. the same way how you could say it, as Jesus could do it, I could do it. Mm-hmm. There are things that reportedly Jesus done that isn't, ideal like when he went even in the regular bible when he went to the market asking at tables because people was worshiping and uh, selling in the temple i said market no when he went in temple and asking at tables because people were selling that's not the middle market i i don't think that's ideal i can be real as ideal. a man that my father's a bishop i don't think that was right the right. ideal christian thing to do well i think also you put you put human context to the, the text that you read and you and, and they think we all do that. Jesus went, Mom, what a bitch. But he was simply addressing the sacredity and the seriousness of what that place represented. And it also yes. merit and warrants a level of seriousness. There is something called godly anger. God does also get angry. You do know this. Right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody God also is a very <laughs> terrible God. You know, I mean, and I think that. There, we do have a sense of righteous anger. You know what I mean? It's like there's nothing wrong with being angry, as and I think that uh, to, for me, getting angry is part of human emotion. You know, so I, I just say that to break down the way you put it, because I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It, I, do, I don't look at that as discrediting his um, anger. Because again, he did turn. They did turn, right. you know, a sacred place into a den of thieves. They were doing. They had started to ad, ad, um, adopt practices that were not um, constructive or that were not. It was the wrong place, the wrong thing. Well, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're saying, Kofi. You're saying that because Jesus did, did didn't do things that were always perfect, that that's the argument why we shouldn't do the same. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm asking where you should where you would draw the line. Like he said. Right. Um, I would personally say that I, I follow the teachings of Christ. I would not call myself a Christian because I don't necessarily go to church. I, I don't go to church. But there are parts of the Bible that I honestly personally would omit. So when he said that the Bible is, um, you said, I don't remember that quote, but you said front to back. What you, what you said was front to back though, right? Yeah, you, you, you follow no, the Bible said, front to back. Right, it's right. from beginning to end is filled with with. I don't remember exactly what I said. Right, but you. But the point I was you, you, from, from, from the whole Bible is filled with things that are. I don't think he means every verse, every line. I think he means that uh, there are parts in the Bible from front to back that have. Well, I interpret it real different. Okay, he, he says every line. You don't mean every line word well, for word, right? <laughs> or you mean every line every for word for word? I believe the Bible to be one hundred percent accurate in the 
promotion of human life in a manner that's <sighs> beneficial for God and man to that, that That's my point, though. A, so, a, so, okay. I feel like the Bible... All right, there are contradictions in the Bible because, and then we'll always, I will always like not care anybody around me because it's true. There are contradictions because right. it was written by 66, 66 books. It was written yeah, by a couple different people. Can, can, canonized. Right, but it's written by a couple different people. Yeah. Like a big couple of different people. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like, it, different accounts of the same story and got different sides or whatever. I don't even care about that. My point yeah. is, at the end of the day, as a New Testament man. Okay. Right. Uh, that's a weird way to put it. But. Right, so when <laughs> Jesus come now and was like, all right, they got, forget that. <laughs> forget that. They got two commandments. They got two commandments. But love was, God and love one another. Yeah, but, that, look, but that, that is not discrediting the Old Testament. I know it's not to discredit it, but I'm saying there really and truly is some stuff in the Old Testament that wild. Yeah, no, and no it's but it's the same thing. That's the same thing. Bro, no, hold on. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff in the Bible that is absolutely wild. Like, it is like, huh? Uh, you gotta help me with this one. <laughs> but uh-huh. what where I guess where I stand and I stay. Lord, this look crazy, but I trust that this makes sense to you. Yeah, but, but Shh, that's, see, that's the thing that that's that's the thing that's so scary. The blind trust. Yeah. The blind trust. Uh, because, because, because because then how do you differentiate between <clears throat> your willingness to have a blind trust in this particular um, right. uh, interpretation of religion? Right. And well, there are other religions that, yeah, you, I mean, you have to kind of turn a blind eye to certain things too. Like so I can't I'm, say he wrong. Yeah, yes. So that's what I'm saying. That's that's that, that's what I'm saying. And and to be honest, like honestly, typically and generally, I don't get into Bible debates because it does kind of go down the road of who's wrong, who's right. It's a rabbit hole, and it's like that is never my intention. No. Like purely. I, I think that love is what conquers all, bro. And, like, to be honest, the mere fact, and not to, like, digress from the Bible conversation, mm-hmm. but I think the mere fact that we can sit down there and have, and have this conversation yeah. despite what mm-hmm. we may believe, to me, that is the Bible in action. I, I think the portion of the Bible or that the relevance of the Bible, if I were to take away all of what may confuse me in my quest to find the answer to something or as I study the word as I you know the thing that makes the most sense to me and again this is a very offensive to say but that Jesus died so that I can have a reconciled relationship with my father and I that is that is again but why do you need to say that? but that's something you accept but that is something because, that you because. also accept yes mm-hmm. but I'm saying that in essence of of when I read the whole thing that's where it points me to. There is a desire for me to have a relationship with with my creator. So not even not even like with a condom dog? Oh my god. I don't. I didn't buy the argument, but this is the longest portion of this whole. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? Is it? Naturally, is it? Um, this is always going to be. But all right, you said. Did you even say this word verbatim? The idea I got from what you said was you don't necessarily like carry the teachings of, of, of Christ. No, so that's not that's not what I said. Right, it's not what I said. And I'm glad I'm glad you asked that question because I don't, wouldn't want it to be misconstrued mm-hmm. that I said that, or that I said that I don't necessarily carry the teachings. When I say carry, I mean like teach others. If I if I don't like, like, like would you try to make Marcus a Christian? 
when I try to make I would I would love Marcus <laughs> into <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, uh, so to make, I cannot make anybody anything. For sure, for sure, but you right. could point him out the door. I believe that I could love. If I can even finish his table to me, you know, I was like, you might have come out of here. I was like, But I believe that I could, I yeah, could love Marcus enough that he would begin to start to look at himself as that and then that would eventually lead that's to your responsibility Jacob. if it that's really? my responsibility yeah, is it i feel like that's let me hear your music so is it my responsibility <laughs> yes to love, is it is it to love <laughs> yeah, others yes absolutely not love i think we have but based on your love right that it would somehow start some kind of conversion for marcus because that's that's another that's another thing that christians try to do right uh and I question the, the effectiveness of it. Right. Right? There's trying, there's this, this evangelism. And cannabis. And trying to convert folks uh, with the expectation that if I were to do this, I would preach mm. this person in this place. And what the Bible does say, also say right. that no one can come to the Father unless he is called. Right. Right? How do you reconcile this? These, 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 these um, thoughts. Yeah, 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 absolutely right. And I think the understanding is this, that again, I, I can't make Marcus or anybody do anything. So that is on my agenda. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have a scorecard that, or like a, a board that says, yep, today I got Marcus. <laughs> Tomorrow I can get Christian <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's, 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 not, that's not my agenda. Right. So okay. don't. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. No one can come to the Father yet but through the Son or unless the Father draws him. You're absolutely right. So I go into the situation, look, my only agenda in it all is to live like so that he can have an experience with me that he sees how mm -hmm. much he's loved. Right. So that, that that is what that is what leads him to God, not to me. Mm -hmm. That is what leads him to the father. Not Gabby, don't get hair hurt. But I think, <laughs> but I think that these, I think that these conversations. But by the way, I always uh, miss more that Gabby for 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 being a Christian. Uh, and the reason. Yeah. Sure, sure, Gabby. Sure, sure, Gabby is not doing her intern role. She is doing more than she should. Right. You're right. Right, um, but sure, Gabby. The reason the reason why I always um, make fun of you being a Christian is because I am a bit jealous of Christians. I'm jealous of the fact you have a lot of faith. I am. Right. I'm jealous of the fact that you 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 find motivation in something bigger than us. There are times that I always like forget to pray. There are times that I I kind That's of right. feel like I lose a connection with with God. And Me too. and there are times that I like I feel kind of weird about it. And I get jealous when I see people that have this routine of loving. Of loving God and seeing how that love kind of spreads into loving themselves and loving other people and stuff and having these values and stillness. I feel very uh, kind of envious about that. So I think I poke fun, but that's me actually because I feel away. You like you like the little kid in school that like teasy crush all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I have a crush on God. So you like. <laughs> all right, let's. I guess I we can. Stop I, I guess we can. Say. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I can say. Without <laughs> uh, but I, but um. <laughs> I just listen, man. <laughs> listen to me. That's Marcus for you. We good. We I feel I feel I feel I feel we this we corrupt. But I just want to let you know before we done though, I want people to know more about the layers of J. Cole Lawrence and what J. Cole Lawrence has accomplished since J. Cole. And this actively more than just putting on, on Instagram. Right. Just just a little bit of like, you know, 
I did stuff and put Barbados on the map in ways that people don't know. I and I, 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 listen, I, 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 I think Barbados, y'all need to respect me. Cause that's, that's not what you want to say. That's not what you want to say. Don't look at yourself as look at don't don't look at yourself as don't look at yourself as. Here's what I will do, and I'm glad you asked. Glad you made that statement, because here's what I do want to say. I am thankful for Barbadian support because I do understand also too. There has been a place that I have starved. I guess Barbadian public, and I do have fans here in Barbados that have. I, people come up to me every single day. Yo, what going on? What going yeah, on with the music, man? For real, man. You're so talented, to a brother, man. <laughs> what going on? I I believe that I owe those people not an apology. That was racist. But I believe. I owe those people some music. I owe those people some product, and I I have some music on the way. Especially when you soul sits those on albums um, locally. Yeah, that that was before. That was that way is, before. That, I mean, if you look at it geographically, people bought. People bought. That yo, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. I mean that, and that was before I had a deal or anything. Yeah. So, and that was an another thing to say. Had it not been for that support, or had it not been for that, what the Barbadian, my my Barbadian core, had helped me to develop. It may it may not have been right. all that it was yeah. because similar to now, it's the same thing it was then. People mm-hmm. these people want to see that you got the ability to gather some sort of following. So because of that, because of the six thousand albums, because of the things that I'd done here, the radio play, you know, makes ninety five, ninety eight, big up to Hurricane, you know, yes. <laughs> I could call everybody yeah. or every Malcolm yeah. X, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Large the people. Everybody, you know what I mean? The Bard, my mom Bard used to play my music the Bard right the national. Yeah. And if it Bard wasn't for if it had not been for that, I had yeah. not gotten that recognition which I do because I never really got an opportunity to join this this interview to look at it in a positive light Mm. but I do see it as Mm. something that was great Mm. I do see it as something that was a great accomplishment Mm. because I went after it and I accomplished it so that in itself is a great achievement you know I do appreciate also to the places that it took me you know the mm. ability to connect with people in many different parts of the world and you know to perform on different platforms and I mean it was an awesome experience Fantastic. well I mean I, I think that's I think that's a good place to end and thank you uh, if, 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 if it could add this one tidbit because mm. I think you may be omitting this but how do you reconcile your spirituality with the secular um, music that you do produce how do I reconcile yeah uh, usually yeah mm-hmm. reconcile that yes how do you reconcile that <laughs> sir well I listen. I believe also to that I love music, and I don't look at music religiously, right? I believe that what comes. I I believe that what comes from within me should represent, or what I what comes out of me is a representation of what is within me. So I say that to say that I do make music that makes people feel good. I make music that I guess you can relate to as a man that has a wife. You know what I mean? I believe that music is an outlet where we can express ourselves as human beings. And then there's also a portion of music that is strictly unto God, you know? So I don't limit God to just secular gospel. 
where I feel as though I have to be either in these two boxes. I believe God could use, I mean, we didn't talk about this, but when I was in my place of searching for the Lord, one of the songs that God used, where I was at, was John Legend, All of Me. You know, you guys can look mm, up the lyrics and see what it talks about. That was the place where I found God expressing to me his sincere love towards me. Oh. It wasn't a and gospel a song. Yeah. I wasn't listening to Travis Strange. But your interpretation I wasn't listening to Fred Hammond. I like that stuff because it was musically correct. But God, met, so I, I, I think God is bigger than what we deem as either or. Um, so what did J. Cole... Yeah, would, would, would J. Cole read you, uh, re, re, uh, reject a song <coughs> uh, this guy, this artist wanted to talk about, uh, wants to talk about, I'm sorry, um, shaking, you know, ass or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, well, how, Do you think I would reject that? Um, no, 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 the question is to you, sir. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. But you? Well, I absolutely would reject that. A, a song, a song that's that, that's talking, because again, let's not blur the lines either. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a standard. Right. I believe there is a moral standard and a moral code that I abide by. Right. Okay. So it, it not so to that say that I endorse, not that I say that I endorse anything. Any artist that would tell you that when before they come into my studio, mm -hmm. I tend to find myself looking at the lyrics. You know what I mean? I I find myself in that place where. The, my moral standard. So there's a filter of your clientele then? Absolutely. Alright, but to be devil's advocate for no reason. <laughs> there is that one song, though, Shake That Booty in the Name of Jesus. Am <laughs> <laughs> I just saying that y'all don't know that song? Are y'all going to. Oh, well, well, well. That's, that's clearly yes, a song. I know that one. This is even a joke. Like, I'm just saying to be devil's advocate, <laughs> you could turn anything into gospel song. Really and surely. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, thankfully, I don't know that song. Yeah. You don't. That was <laughs> that was that's that's an old popular song. Yeah. Shit, I shit, I put it the Lord. Yeah. That is, I don't know. You know that song? I don't. You, I, do, I do. I know. That is a very popular gospel song. I'm not making this up. Yeah. Really? Yes. Who sings that song? I can't remember who, but it's. It might be Kurt Franken. It might be him. Well, sing. I want to put on Kurt. There is a man that talks over it, so I'm assuming it's him. Hey, well. J. Cole, this is what the podcast is every time. Every time it's like this. It's like this. I can't forget to shout out the fact that I do have an EP that's coming in right. 2020. Kofi, mm -hmm. I have an EP coming. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. I got some music coming. 16 years hey, late. <laughs> after all the talk you give me today, that you got that on loop. Be, yeah. I'm going, I am going to follow <laughs> you today. I'm going it's to look how you're at the end of it. Nice beard, John. Don't mind him. I look forward to it. And you, uh, right, so, and you'll so be. So, my EP uh, is coming. Um, right. A, a lot of these songs that I've been working on right now are produced by myself, you know, written by myself. It's just that project that is like, I guess the, I don't want to see reintroduction, but it is like, let's call it like an update. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I, I really look forward and to it. And everything you hear in that, it, it completely explains where I'm at. It completely explains, I guess, all that we've talked about today. It mm -hmm. completely explains the way I feel about music. Right. You know? I'm genuinely interested. So no yeah. sex songs, uh, obviously. Well, well whatever. Anyway, um, Jaco, thanks for coming through, man. I really appreciate you coming through. For I think real, I think pe people need to hear your story, and, and and I want you to look at it not in terms of pe people need to know what I have done, right. but people need to know this vision was able to do it, and you can do it too. Mm -hmm. That is what Beautiful. I think needs to be done. That's 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 a good outtake. Yeah, but yeah. that being said, I know podcast, we out.
Thanks for watching the INO podcast, information, knowledge, observation. Be sure to give this video a like and subscribe to our channel. We'll see you soon.